Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before the episode, we have a few announcements to make. One, if you're going to be at Emerald City Comic Con or C2E2, we'll be at both. Our booth number and panel schedule are available on the website at sartorialgeek.com. Second, if you haven't had a chance to check out our newly revamped Patreon yet, we have a ton of new rewards and goals that we're really, really excited about. If you like the kinds of things that we're doing with the podcast and the site and the magazine, and you want to help support us and all the people who are working hard behind the scenes, Patreon is an incredible way to do that. For the month of March, we have an exclusive enamel pin that is only available if you join our Patreon before the end of the month. And if that's not something you can do right now, but you wouldn't mind sharing it with someone that you think would enjoy the things that we're doing at Sartorial Geek, we would super, super appreciate it. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is great for people like me who are very, very bad at reading, but are very good at listening to things. We recommend so many cool books on the website, like Geekarella by Ashley Poston. And if you don't have time to read like me, you can listen with Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash sartorialgeek. That's audibletrial.com slash sartorialgeek. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan and Janae, and I'm so excited we're talking to someone from the other side of the world right now. We have uh, Kit Kronk, who, if you read the website, has written things for us before, um, but also has a super cool shop. And I'm so excited to talk to you. Hi, Kit. Hi. Hello from the future. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's tomorrow (laughs) for you, which is so fun. Yes. It's my favorite I thing to say. It, yes. <laughs> I also think it's funny that we didn't even meet through nerdy things. We met through business things and then found out we were both nerds and yeah. then nerded out about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was very excited when I like, I think it was, I'm assuming it was through the Think Creative Collective group. Um, yeah. I, think I first saw you and then I looked up your stuff and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be broke because I need to buy all the things. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I mean, when you run a small business, you have to know how, like, you have to connect with other business owners, but then it's so fun when a business you connect with is, like, also stuff that you like, because that doesn't happen very often, and same thing, when I found your stuff, I was like, this is the best, it's nerdy mugs and pins and home things, and then I I bought a lot recently, too, (laughs) because I needed all of it. Yes, I did notice you bought my Hufflepuff pouch. Uh-huh. I think it was, yeah, and I saw that come up and I was like, of course, Jordan's a puff. She, you know, will appreciate that. Yep. And because um so we can we can talk about how you have a rotating designs, but one of your limited mug designs was the punk ass book jockey, so I had to get one for me and Liz because that's what we call our little book club. Yeah. So I got two of those. And then I was like, well, I'm here. Let me just keep shopping. Yeah. That's, that's what I like to hear. I like when people are like, I just came onto your website for one thing. And then I bought a bajillion things. I was just like, well, that's how I shop all the time. So it <laughs> makes me feel good. And that's how, you know, you found like your 
customer um, yeah. when you can just go on and keep shopping. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good sign that you found your niche is when people like just lose control in your shop. Yeah. Well, so for anyone who hasn't visited your shop yet, tell us like what kind of stuff you have and what kind of designs you do. Yeah. So here's my, my elevator pitch. Um, (laughs) This is good practice. Uh, But yeah, so I'm I'm a graphic designer who specializes in hand lettering, but I specifically create designs for fangirls and book nerds um, because I am a huge fangirl and book nerd. It's pretty much runs my entire life. And I decided to channel that. And yeah, so I do mugs and enamel pins and uh, art prints and pencil cases and all sorts of cool things with really relatable, nerdy, funny quotes on them. And some of them are very like book or fandom specific. Um, yeah. And I think like our two shops are a perfect example of like, we sell really, really similar products and similar like fandoms and similar things but are completely different which is really cool like our products are different and like different colors and even though you do hand lettering it looks different so I feel like it's a really cool example of like two people whose stuff goes together really well but isn't like competing in any kind of way and it's a cool it's a really cool intersection of that which I love yeah, I agree. And I think, I feel like it's almost like our shops are like cousins, like they're distant relatives yeah. and you can see the family resemblance, but they're different people. And it's great too, because then sometimes like if you have something from a fandom that I don't and people ask me, I'm like, no, just go over here yeah. and buy it. It already exists yeah. in Australia. Go get it there. <laughs> exactly. And like, I love when, like when you put out your, um, your darker shade of magic series um, on stuff because a lot of my fans, because we're all total book nerds um, really love that series. So I was like sharing it like crazy on my Instagram and being like, I know heaps of your fans of this, go get the merch because sometimes it's really hard to find merch for specific book series and stuff that doesn't look dodgy. Yeah, that's the fun thing about um, about book stuff. I love that you're a big reader and into that because that's really true. Like there isn't a lot of merch for books normally. And then I feel like when there is like when the publishers put out stuff, sometimes it's just like the cover of the book on a tote bag, which isn't always bad, but that gets boring after a while. So it's nice to have like actually interesting creative stuff yeah um because I feel like that is a pretty untapped world of like readers love having stuff to show off their favorite books and sometimes it's really hard to find merch for that so I'm glad I'm glad that you do that yeah absolutely I think like I was starting out just hand lettering and typography and because that's what I was interested in and then like I slowly ended up sort of niching down to the book nerd stuff because I just found I was getting really frustrated that I couldn't find good looking merch for all this sort of stuff so I just thought well I'm just gonna start making it and uh turned out there was a demand for it so here I am I mean I feel like 
a lot of the people that I talk to who are similar businesses to mine, that's exactly how we got started. It's like, I wanted this thing. Mm. No one made it. And then turns out other people wanted it too. So now I have a business, which is awesome. Yeah. it's. I think it's a really nice organic way to, to and like a really authentic way to grow a business as well. Like there's not a single thing in my shop that I don't want to own or that you know that I don't own I order pretty much every single one of the mugs that I design and uh, have them all in our cupboards so you know it's really fun did we already talk about how you do a rotating design did we I don't think we like actually explained that yeah because I think that I mean obviously I love rotating design so (laughs) I love this idea yeah look if I'm being totally honest I completely stole this idea from you Oh, great. <laughs> so it, Perfect. Yeah. Well, you just have so many good ideas. And so I decided that I think it was last year, I decided I wanted to start doing really, really fandom specific designs, um, but just have them limited edition for a month. And so I'll often ask my followers, like, what book series do you wish there was more merch for? What book quotes did you really like? Um and then they'll, you know, submit them and I'll end up turning something into a, a mug that's just limited edition for that month. And yeah, people really enjoy it. And then I ended up at the end of last year for like a special Christmas thing. I re-released them all back for two weeks um, so people could buy oh, them cool. as Christmas presents. And that was actually really popular because heaps of people had missed mugs during the year because they just didn't see them or whatever and um, had regretted not getting them. So then they managed to get them all at the end of the year. I love that too. That's such a good way to solve that problem because I mean, that that's just kind of what happens. Like new people find you and then they find stuff that you did years ago <laughs> and you're like, I'm sorry, I can't, I don't have that anymore. So that's like, such a smart way to do that so everyone can get what they need. I love it. Yeah. And I had a, I felt so bad because a couple of people were just really sad that they'd missed out on particular designs. And I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll bring them back for you because I'm a nice person. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And then you have like all kinds of home good products too, not just mugs. Yeah, so I've got um, I've even got notebooks and journals on there as well. Um, the pencil cases, I have to say, are probably one of my favorite things. So, um, I mean, you can all go have a look at my website and you'll see what I'm talking about. But I decided that there wasn't enough Harry Potter merch in the world. <laughs> so, uh-huh. yeah, Actually, no, <laughs> specifically, I was getting really sick of not being able to find Ravenclaw merch because I'm absolutely a Ravenclaw. My husband is a Hufflepuff and we can never find stuff for our houses. You are exactly yeah. right about that. That's so funny too, because that's what my house is, Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Yeah. And I, I love I it. Most of us are um, like whenever, whenever I do a poll for my followers, I'm like, what house are you? Like 90% of them are Ravenclaw because we're all book people. <laughs> I was going to say, yep, you're doing book stuff. That makes a ton of sense. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I just decided that I really wanted to create some like subtle like designs for them. So I ended up creating this pattern of, I was kind of imagining what the bookcases would look like in each of the common rooms in Hogwarts. And that's where it all came from. So I've got, you know, the Hufflepuff one is all like yellow and gray books. Um, 
but a lot of people don't notice, but I've put different details in each of them. So like Gryffindor has a whole bunch of trophies in amongst the books and Hufflepuff has a whole bunch of like plants and cupcakes. And Oh my gosh, that's so perfect. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to inject a little bit of extra personality into them. Um, and they were just so much fun to make. And I want to create more of those bookcase designs this year, um, probably along the lines of like fairy tale themed ones and stuff. But so, oh, all, yeah. all, you know, just on the, on the DL. Um, but that's what's hopefully coming at some stage in the next few months. That's what's so fun too about having someone who is nerdy making the merch. Like it's fun. It's fun when big companies do nerdy things and I don't know who is behind them. Like maybe they're really fans, but it's cool. Those details, like you would only know to put plants and cupcakes on a Hufflepuff shelf if you like really get into it. And that's what's so fun. Like those little details and your designs have a lot of little details like that, which are fun to look for because you know like you are a fan too which is awesome yeah I very rarely do designs for books um or like quotes from books that I haven't read and if I ever do so sometimes I get um uh, what's what's the word I'm missing the word. I get commissioned that's the word um oh yeah by book subscription boxes to design custom quotes and things to go on their products in their boxes, which is one of my favorite things to do. But a couple of times that's happened, they've requested quotes that are from books that I haven't read. So I either read the book or do a ton of research into the book to make sure that I get all those little details that only people who are actually in the fandom will appreciate. That's awesome. And that shows like that. That's really, really cool. I love that. And we have other exciting news um, that is like perfect timing for this episode coming out. You have it's your first Kickstarter, right? You have a Kickstarter that I saw scrolling Facebook and I was like, oh, my gosh, we have to get on and talk about this because it's every single thing that we love here is like embodied in your Kickstarter. So I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I, I'm i still kind of speechless about how well it's going. So it's called the Feminerd Collection, and it's a collection of enamel pins inspired by the magical moments where feminism meets nerd culture, uh, which is basically my which happy, is like, play, happy play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we love here. So it's literally perfect. Yeah. And so it kind of all just got started. I was brainstorming at the end of last year, like just things that I wanted to do at some stage. And uh, being on this podcast was one of them. So I've actually ticked off two this week, which is very exciting. Oh my gosh. Stop yeah. it. That's so You are fun. on my bucket list. <laughs> Well, that's incredible. I'm so happy. Yeah. So the, yeah, so I started the enamel pin collection and I think over the last 12 months, I've kind of been on a journey of realizing just how much of a feminist I am and how important it is and starting to bring that more and more into my work and my, I guess my persona that, you know, I share on Instagram with my followers and um, they've all bless them. I I love my followers so much. They've all reacted really positively to it. And so that kind of led to me them releasing like this whole range of pins that were very kind of feminism inspired. I also really like, I mean, 
everyone has their own twist on things, but I react most to um, messages that are like girl powery and also positive and aren't like the negative side of like, yep. pre- like what we're fighting against. It's like pro good things and like pro power and positivity. And I like, like, I love that, that those are the messages that you are embodying in, in these pins too. Like it's, it's the, the positive spin on things, the like make the world a better place. We can do great things and take care of ourselves. I love it. So, so happy to hear that because that's exactly why I did it because I kind of went on this journey of realizing how strong of a feminist I am. And I was like, I really want to represent this in like pins or clothes or, you know, in a, in a cool sort of subtle way. But every time I looked up like feminist badges or feminist shirt or something, it was all kind of very dark and almost negative. And that to me, that's actually not what feminism is about. And I really wanted to do some sort of lighthearted, positive designs that sort of show that I guess the, the friendly, positive, happy empowered side of feminism which is really what is at the core of the feminist movement um not you know all the bad press that it tends to get so absolutely yeah and I know there are people who relate harder to that side too but this is like this is completely up my like alley person like this is what I relate to a lot which is so cool and I was just looking at like I'm, I'm staring at your kickstarter homepage right now it also is like the like I would get these for like my younger sister and my nieces yes. like they're for adults too but it's also like it feels like almost a it could be like a starter kit for like little feminists you yeah. know um yeah like it's like Disney meets girl power which is yeah, awesome yeah, oh, you just compared my work to Disney I'm just gonna go have a little cry now uh, <laughs> But, like, I'm staring at the self-rescuing princess pin, and that's, like, like I would love my, like, seven-year-old niece to have that, you know? Yes, yeah. I gave those away for Christmas, like, you would not believe, because, like, I've got heaps of nieces and, like, young women in my life, and I just think that the, – so the self-rescuing princess pin was actually the first enamel pin that I ever launched, and I did it in November last year, and because it went so well and people responded so much to the message – I, that sort of, you know, kept me going to create that, to expand on the range, I guess. Um, but it's just so positive. And I think it was kind of inspired by the fact that I love reading books with self-rescuing princesses in them. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think young women today need the reminder as well that, you know, we, we are, we have the capacity to be self-rescuing princesses and we are much more powerful and capable than we think. I love it. It's like this whole collection I love so much. And it's funny because I, I talked to you, I think like the day you launched and we were like, oh, we'll do this podcast to yeah. like talk about all this stuff, but then also to make sure like your Kickstarter gets funded. And I'm on today. You have 25 days left when we're recording mm-hmm. and you've already reached over a thousand dollars above your goal, which is so cool. 
Yeah, it's, I'm so, so blessed. I think my followers and the community, just the nerdy community in general has really gotten behind this. So, you know, to people listening, like there's no pressure to go check it out and pledge because, you know, it's, it's funded and it is going to happen. Um, but you should go check it out anyway, cause it's really awesome. And if you buy it on Kickstarter, you get it cheaper and you also get free gold foil stickers with every order. Plus, like we were talking before we hit record, you hit all of your uh, like stretch goals already. So maybe by the time this comes out, like there might even be more stretch goals because you have like so you've already crushed everything, which is so cool. Yeah, I'm just completely blown away. So I woke up this morning and I am $2 over my final stretch goal. So um (laughs) That's really awesome. They all seem to happen overnight, which is really funny. Like I wake up and I'm like, oh, we hit another goal. That's nice. I was just asleep. Uh, But yeah. That's so great. So I think my, I've been polling my Instagram audience to ask them what extra things they would like me to add. And so at the moment, everyone seems to be leaning towards, they want me to add another stretch goal um, for a keychain of some description. So Oh, cool. You can all go have a look at it and see if I've done that. (laughs) Yeah. And if, I mean, if you haven't happened to be listening to this episode, like way after the Kickstarter too, you can still, I'm assuming you'll have some version of some of these at least available later. Yeah. Yeah. So the plan is once the Kickstarter is finished, the Kickstarter will have funded me to get extra stock that I can put in just my normal website. So I'll have everything up there. So it'll still be around for you to to check out, even if you're listening to this in like 2020 or whatever. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Kickstarter is such a cool thing. I hope so. We'll see. Fingers crossed. (laughs) But that's what's so cool about Kickstarter too. We um, did our first one a couple months ago and it's, it's amazing that like, I feel like I used to think of Kickstarter as just like getting what the project is and then sort of moving on. But it is incredible that in a lot of ways for a lot of artists and businesses, it's like the starting point to being able to keep doing something Mm -hmm. Um, really cool afterwards. So I love that that's how it's working for you. And it's a way to like add a new thing to your shop. I think that's so cool. Yeah, it's been really good. And I mean, you would know from having done your Kickstarter, but I've been really impressed by how user-friendly it is and quite, yeah, easy to get everything set up in the background. And it's just a really amazing platform. Yeah, I love it. So... I kind of want to just talk about which are your favorite fandoms now. We talked about Harry Potter a little bit, and I think you're a big Disney person, right? That is the understatement of the century, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just, as I said that, I remembered the first uh, blog post that uh, you did on Sartorial Geek was about Disney, so. (laughs) Yes, that was, yeah, the top 10 most badass Disney women, I think, Um, that was so much Which fun to write. Yeah. So, yeah, I am a massive Disney fan. My goal is to go to every single one of the Disney parks. I've been to Tokyo Disney twice. I've been to both of the ones in the States. Oh, and this um, year I'm going to Disneyland Paris. So, so which ones are left? I know I should know this, but I always uh, it's forget. after Paris, there's Hong Kong and Shanghai. 
Yeah. Wow. I That's so cool. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure to, to the other one. That sounds great. I know um, Tiffany from Who's It's and What's It's, who we did the first uh, live yeah. podcast with, she has a Disney YouTube channel and we were talking about all the different parks. I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I was a Disney fan. There is so much more to this fandom and this like company than uh, I yeah, even knew, which is intense. amazing. Um, but yeah, so I, I would say that I am a massive Disney fan and I have been ever since I was a kid. When I was like four years old, my imaginary friend was Minnie Mouse. So, oh, and I used to like cry if my parents didn't put a seatbelt on her in the car. <laughs> I understand that. So, <laughs> yes, so, so yes, huge Disney fan. Um, big, big Marvel fan and becoming more and more of a DC fan. I've started rereading more of their comics, so really loving those. The DC Bombshell series is amazing. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's so good. So, yeah. And book-wise, I will say for any book people out there who want to just randomly message me to fangirl about books, I am a massive fan of the Lunar Chronicles series. I actually love it more than I love the Harry Potter books. Nice. Awesome. But uh, I also didn't read Harry Potter until I was a grown-up, so – yeah. I didn't either. Yeah. So I think that, that does yeah, change stuff. But yeah, I adore the Lunar Chronicles. It's it's basically fairy tales in space with a whole lot of diversity and hilariousness thrown in. So it's so worth reading. Uh, and what else? I'm a huge fan of Sarah J. Mars as well and her Throne of Glass series and A Court of Thorn and Roses. These are all – so I I like eventually need to just – stop having this be true about myself but like i i do not read much but these are all names that i hear all the time that people love so maybe i'll finally be motivated to like read a whole series because i've heard so many good things about both of those yeah you would adore the lunar chronicles it's it's kind of almost it's i'd say it's the top range of middle grade so it's really easy to sorry really easy to read um and just really entertaining so i always recommend it to people who are kind of like getting back into reading and want something that's sort of entertaining but easy to follow um but you can you know have you tried audiobooks do you find that easier i need to that's i think actually we have been um we've been looking at different things with audible and i was like maybe that'll be maybe that'll be like the way i start now reading books because yeah i do a lot of podcasts so i feel like i could totally do audiobooks and just i want to know all the stories like i want to be able to talk about that's a really good idea (laughs) i know i think i am so my husband is a writer so our lives are very book centric um it's one of the reasons why we work so well as a couple (laughs) but uh, um that's so cool. I didn't yeah, know that. So That's awesome. It's, it's a big part of our lives. And we always love um, paperback books, but we're both of the firm mindset that people should just read whatever they want to read in whatever format they want to read it. And I think sometimes the book community can fall into the trap of, oh, you listen to audiobooks, that's not really reading, or, oh, ebooks are the worst, or, oh, you only read science fiction. Well, I read biographies. Like, 
that's just all rubbish. I think reading is reading and it's scientifically proven to increase empathy and help your mental health and self-care. And it's so good for you. And no matter what way you consume it and no matter what you enjoy reading, it could be, you know, you might be into romance or, I don't know, paranormal stuff for boring contemporary stuff that makes you cry. Um, that is so not my genre. But if that's what you like, <laughs> then that's really awesome. And I think, yeah, any, consuming books and stories in any kind of form, be it, you know, comics or novels or podcasts or whatever, is really important for us to do as human beings. I am like so motivated right now. I have a couple trips coming up. So I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to pick up those books and like read them on the airplane because you're right. Like I feel like at some point after college, I got into the mentality of like, not that I've never thought that like reading is a waste of time, but I was like, I am too busy to read. But everything you just said is so true about how like, you know, it's important for your mind and body to like take a break and relax with a story in whatever version of that that is. And I think, I think, uh, like business busy person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) me can use that as a way to be like, no, this is important. You have to do this. Absolutely. That's very very motivating. I mean, for me, it's very much a self-care thing. It's the thing I love about reading is, um, I often, can get quite anxious and stuck in my own head. And reading has always been the one thing that just completely takes me into a different world where it, it just consumes my brain and my brain doesn't have time to worry about reality when I'm reading a good book. And I think reality is getting scarier and scarier. <laughs> and sometimes it is yes. just really <laughs> therapeutic to let yourself go somewhere else for a little bit. And I also, I've gotten, I've become more aware of like indie publishers and, and like authors who are, uh, getting started or are still like on the smaller scale. And I feel like when you were talking about all the different genres, there are so many overlaps of like, like, when you get into more like indie books, there are overlaps of things that you love that you've like never seen put together in a book before. And I feel like that's the kind of stuff that I would love. I just need to like really Mm -hmm. do it because it like, I mean, for example, like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is such a crazy (laughs) overlap of like Jane Austen and horror stuff. And there's so much like that out there which is so cool. Yeah. I was going to ask actually, like what genres do you think it is that you like? Cause I can probably recommend you some good specific stuff. Yeah, please do. So I really, really do love like the, um, not necessarily young adult, but like easy reading fantasy, like Harry Potter esque. Yeah things are great. And like V.E. Schwab too, like that type of like magic, interesting story. That's like, maybe not always for kids, but mm-hmm. also I, it takes my brain a lot more to understand like hard sci-fi. I totally appreciate people who are into that, but I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I don't, <laughs> I can't grasp this whole world building while I'm reading at the same time. Um, so that kind of thing is my, yeah, that's my favorite. Okay. I might, I'm, I'm going to plug an author who I adore and nobody 
has heard about, which I think is a travesty because his books are amazing. Um, it's not my husband. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can plug him too oh, if you I'll want. Him in a sec. Um, but it, it's a series <laughs> called Magic X Libris, and it's written by a guy called okay. Jim C. Hines, and it's basically urban fantasy. So it's similar to Harry Potter in that it kind of it's there's this whole magical society, but in our world, and there's these. Yeah, and so basically there's there's a a society of Libriomancers who can have the power to reach into books and pull objects out. But they can only pull out objects that are the size of the book. So there's like limitations. My friend found it once in a library and that's how she sold it to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to read these. It's a four-book series, I think, Um, and it's really interesting. And there's a whole – like the world gets bigger and bigger and you kind of learn more about the magic system as each one goes on. But it's very young adults in that it follows um, like a 20-something-year-old guy um, who was a libromancer and he's just been kicked out of the organization for reasons. And, you know, you follow these amazing adventures, but yeah, it's just really, really so unique and quite easy to read. And I just recommend it to everybody because I love it and I've never read anything quite like it. I can't believe, I mean, you were right. I've never heard of that. And I, even though I don't read a lot, I hear of a lot of books. So that is really cool yeah. that it's like a totally new thing. I'm totally going to. I think you would, I think you would really enjoy them. And yeah, it's, it's one of the things that uh, Magic X Libris is the series. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, if anyone wants to read my husband's book as well, I should plug that. Um, so his yeah, uh, author name is M.R. Cronk and his book is called Light and Shadow. And it's the first in a trilogy and he's written the other two and we are working on getting them published. So if any of you out there are publishers and want to hit me up, that would be awesome because um, it's a very – Yeah, what's, uh, what's uh, it about or what's it, the – It's it. – oh, hang on. Tell you what, I've actually got a copy next to me and I'll read you the blurb on the back. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <but> here it <laughs> is. In a subterranean world of perpetual darkness, Marcus Orion has discovered a rare gift, the power of a light seeker. But it is power that must be trained, and it comes with responsibilities that are far beyond what Marcus was expecting. Tutored by Philip Wells, a light seeker with near limitless power, Marcus finds himself in a world on the brink of war facing a terrifying enemy born of darkness. Yeah. Wow. So... I think it is a really good read. Um, I might be biased, but I think it's great. And, but uh, (laughs) I think having Michael be like Michael being a writer has really given me an appreciation for just how hard writers work and how hard it is for them to get published as well. And it's just gives me a, a whole new love for books and reading. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's one of those things that looking from the outside in at a lot of creative fields seems completely different than what it's actually like when you see on mm. the back end. So I totally get that. Yeah. Well, while we're pitching things, tell everyone where they can find you too. Yes. Uh, so you can find me at my website. It's just kitkronk.com, which is K-I-T-C-R-O-N-K. And I am also on Instagram as at kitsterkronk. 
And Instagram's really the best place to follow me because I'm on there all the time and I get up to all sorts of crazy stuff on Insta stories, like uh, singing Disney songs in my car. <laughs> oh, yes. That's so awesome. <laughs> Um, and then if you're listening to this on time in the month of March, uh, 2019, go check out the Kickstarter too, because yeah, you'll be able to get all kinds of like special packages and stuff, yes, which and is very that cool. Is, I think it's going till the 24th of March. Yeah. Yeah. And so Perfect. I would love to see you all over awesome. there and hang out with me on the interwebs. Thank you so much for chatting with me. I just love listening to your voice, too. I have loved Australian accents for my whole life. So this is very fun. I'm so jealous Uh, that your voice is so amazing. Well, I think your voice sounds Um, amazing. (laughs) Well, thanks. You've got a very, like, cool (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, It's from Delaware, which is very funny. I have a pretty strong Delaware accent. (laughs) Yep. See, I just it's really goofy. I literally cannot tell the difference between American accents. Like, I can pick Southern from anything else, but like, that's it. Yeah, that's the biggest. That's the biggest one. It's so funny. Um, I love it. Well, thank you for all the book recommendations. I am really excited to go read them. And seriously, for I know a lot of our listeners are book fans um since you can't talk to me about your favorite books because i haven't read them please go talk to kit because she really is like a huge book nerd and book fan yeah and uh it's fun to nerd out with her online absolutely i love getting book recommendations so feel free to hit me up with your suggestions because my to read list is never going to end (laughs) (laughs) that's how you know you're a true book fan having that tbr list (laughs) that is never ending yeah (laughs) awesome thank you so much for chatting and thank you all so much for listening please uh please go check out kit everywhere and check out her kickstarter um and if you like this episode of the podcast and want to hear more things like it you can subscribe to our show you can leave us a rating and a review if you are a listener who um wants to help us get more listeners and if you would check out our patreon We have lots of cool things happening over there and that's how we can keep this going. So thank you all so much. Have a great week and stay nerdy. We'll talk to you later. Bye.